Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Lot Order Marathon winner is Karen Bazarnik of Orange Park, Florida. Karen will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Daniel Levine. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at The Mothership Law & Order, Season 18, Episode 4, Bottomless. And one of those other items Mr. Cahill bought for Savings Mart was toothpaste. Poison toothpaste? That has not been established. How much did he buy? Three million tubes. Exported to the United States. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Thanks for inviting me, Kevin. And rounding out, the, by the way, you're always invited, so. Oh, I am? Yeah, you kind of have a standing oh, okay. invitation. And rounding out the panel is our special guest from popculture.com. It's Daniel Levine. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Kevin and Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. Now, you uh, you write under the pen name Daniel S. Levine. <laughs> <laughs> and you've written extensively about Law & Order for PopCulture.com. You've interviewed yep. some cast members. Who was the best one to talk to? Uh, I really liked uh, talking to uh, the actress who played uh, Kat Tamman on, um, on SVU. Oh, yeah, Kat. What's, uh, what's... J- uh, Jamie Gray Hyder. Yeah, she was she was really cool. Did you get any insight why she left? Uh, it was before she left. It, it was um, just before her one season, and I was really disappointed that she oh. didn't. I thought she was a great character. And Me too. I was disappointed that she was. So you didn't exchange numbers and maintain the relationship, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I did not. I weren't able to confide in <laughs> He's her. He's not weird. I still, I still follow her on Instagram, though. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. She needs to grow that following, actually. Unlike, yeah. unlike me, who actually does maintain relationships with most of the people I interview, yeah. I am weird. And He's then, not. And then she gets replaced with one of the most forgettable characters. Who? I forgot who he is. I, yeah, what's oh. his name? Velasco or Oh, that dude, yeah. Velasco. It's like it's like a stock name that you would just like it's like let's come up with a name. What should we call him? Velasco. Okay. I'd rather they bring over Sloot from uh organized crime. Let her <laughs> wi- crack wise on all of the sex crimes. I I talked to her too. Uh, uh, she was really cool. Yeah, she's like a recent college graduate before she gets this huge job, right? Yeah, she had never been on a series before. So I got to ask her, like, what was it like? Your this is your first major network job, and you're working with Christopher Maloney. 
Yeah. She's like, I don't care if Biden forgives those student loans or not. I'm covered. <laughs> so, Daniel, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite law and order detective team. Uh, I really liked uh, uh, when Green was working with Fontana. Hmm. Oh, okay. I like I like Dennis Farina. I thought he was really cool. And I thought the rapport was a little different. When he was uh, with uh, Jerry Orbach, it was a little different there. So yeah, you you like cops with walking around money. Yeah, <laughs> he was really in in those suspects' faces every week. Yeah, he's authorized. We're authorized. <laughs> hey, can you tell us who is your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team. Uh, I liked it when McCoy was with uh, Abby Carmichael and Angie Harmon. Uh, she was really good. She did not let him get away with things and. But I also liked uh, Ruberosa and Alana De La Garza was really great. Oh, yeah. And she had one season where she was McCoy's uh, yeah. second chair and then uh, went in with uh, with Cutter like we see in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes that relationship a little interesting because there's like a thir- another level where it's McCoy and Ruberosa are like, what is this Cutter guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I used to get to work with you and it was fine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, shouldn't I have that job? <laughs> and remember when I used to work with you and I wasn't having somebody come on to me every five minutes at work? <laughs> you know, who else did it happen with? Serena Sutherland. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know why? Is this because I'm a lesbian? No, she's not, not a lesbian. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. Law and Order Season 18, Episode 4, Bottomless. Green and Lupo look into the shooting death of attorney Lily Yee. Where are the pants? What pants? They were evidence in a lawsuit. Pants. Some imbecile was suing her parents. They own a dry cleaners. Lily was representing them. The pants were on the chair. Hanging right there. What was he suing for? You wanted a spot remove or something? No. He wanted $20 million. The shop owner says a tough-looking white guy and black guy came in looking for the pants, which is why they moved them to Lily's office. Herbert Wiggins says the gray pants he did receive were not his, and he denies murdering the lawyer. Well, then whose pants are they? The detectives learned they were brought to the dry cleaner by Rachel Monroe. Her answers betray that she's covering for some guy. Green and Lupo hope to follow Rachel to whomever really owns the trousers, but she's also being tailed by a tough-looking white guy and black guy. They bring the guys in for questioning, and that's when Van Buren's old captain shows up. Mr. Fuller is working security for retail giant Savings Mart. And the two work for him. He says they're investigating Rachel for possibly having <gasps> sex with an unidentified coworker, <laughs> who just happens to turn out to be Saving Smart purchasing executive Derek Cahill. If his employer obtained evidence that he was having an affair with Rachel, he'd lose his job. Lupo discovers the pants snafu was because Rachel had the same phone number as Wiggins, the lawsuit plaintiff, just a different area code. Mm. Wiggins says that he told Cahill the pants were at Lily's office, but that's still not enough for an arrest until Fuller walks in with the gray pants he found in Cahill's closet. All right, let's start at the crime scene. Lily Yee may be dead, but she just blinked. 
<laughs> really? Really, yeah. <laughs> Maybe examine the victim more carefully, first responders, before you call homicide. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe examine the footage more carefully, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She could have still been blinking. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's trying to send a signal. Morse code, the pants. Morse code, blinking. <laughs> I'm still alive. Blink one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they get their first important lead as Green says, He's a kick. We just look for a black guy and a white guy together in New York City. And Lupo says, Well, there's us. <laughs> yes, Lupo, what is your alibi for the day of the shoot? <laughs> that was funny. That was a good line. So they go back to the squad room, and there is a new Profaci. Oh, Profaci. Yep. And she just happens to be Lupo's <laughs> sister-in-law, the wife of his yeah. dead brother. Oh, so weird. These are the old DD-5s he needed for the Denison parole. I had to dig them out of the basement. Watch out for spiders. Thanks. So can I give you some context here for those who don't remember? We Please meet do. Lupo at the beginning yep. of this season. Uh, he was a New York cop working with a terrorist task force overseas, and he came back when his brother died. And they thought that his brother Tom was murdered. Turns out he had a terminal disease, and it was assisted suicide, and it was a whole big episode. And now, literally, one month later, she and Green <laughs> are flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you know he would hit that if her bed weren't draped in black. Yeah. But Lupo is in love with her. That's right, Lupo. Yeah. We also learned that Lupo had a thing with. Yeah, there's a, a line that he was, uh, he had a thing for her before he married her brother. Right. right? Yeah. But yep. it's very odd. I mean, I didn't know any of that. And I was able to figure it out in the 10 seconds that this scene happened oh, yeah. because it was it was very soap opera acting where it was like where it was like a walk in. It was like, did I leave the stove on? Did I always have that face? You're a whole bunch of files. <laughs> and then Lupo gets completely friend zone. Hey, uh, I was thinking maybe I, I would come over on Friday night. See the kids. Oh, great. I need a babysitter. Oh, can you be there by seven? Sure. Perfect. Yeah, great. Yeah. I need a babysitter. Yep, yep. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ducky. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. If you're going to choose between Jeremy Sisto and Jesse L. Martin, who are you going to pick? <laughs> oh, I know who you're going to pick. <laughs> yeah, because Jesse L. Martin is gorgeous. And in this in this season, Lupo, he's got like this weird cheek collar. He looks like a Cupid doll, <laughs> right? It's like, you got to grow yeah. that beard fast, man. Yeah. He looks like Lady Elaine Fairchild from That's Mr. Rogers' it. Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, they decided to instead find the person whose pants they actually were. This is good policing. They get to Rachel <laughs> and she gives some sort of shady answer and they're sure now that she's going to contact the guy whose pants they actually are. So, to flush her out without having to go get a warrant for the phone, Lupo calls her number and then makes clicking noises to trick her into thinking the phone is tapped. Good idea. What's her, what's her number? It's on the ticket. Yeah, hey, what's that? Call the wild muskrat? It's a phone tap, so she'll be afraid to call. <laughs> phone taps don't sound like that, man. They don't sound like anything. They, they do in the movies. So we're not actually going to violate your rights. We're just going to make you think that we are. Wild. Yeah. Okay. So to think that somebody would go to that like place immediately if they just got a quick phone call that went 
is wild. <laughs> I mean, if somebody like, <laughs> why would they think somebody would immediately go there? And it wouldn't really make that sound either. So they wouldn't know, right? That it His whole point, that. though, is that people watch enough TV and pop culture, right? Yeah. That they would yeah. be influenced by that. I mean, we already know she's freaking paranoid because she's she's got to wear disguises yeah. to screw the other guy in the office. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Saving Smart will bring the morality detectives on them. I did like the scene with Rachel and questioning Rachel in the lobby of her building. Yeah. She literally yeah. just like walks away from the cops that are talking to her. <laughs> What's this about? Someone stealing clothes from my dry cleaner? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's about a murder investigation. Murder? I was murdered. A woman named Lily Yee. Do you know her? I don't think so. I really don't see how I can help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of those. I mean, they're signaling a lot. She's wearing like the eye, the old eye pod on the arm. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, you only did if you were like fancy and rich back in the day. Mm-hmm. But like she yeah. literally just turns around and walks away in the middle of a conversation with two murder. Yeah. Detectives. And they're just like, well, what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> well, Daniel, she's been running. She probably smells pretty bad, you know, from <laughs> you still do not just turn around and walk away from you just don't. It's, it's law and order. People are too busy moving boxes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got to go find a box to move. Everybody's always in the middle of something. You never catch somebody when they're not doing anything. I got to go check my phone for wiretaps. <laughs> so here's the probable cause for arrest. Hey, look, a white guy and a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a black yeah. guy there. So to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So New York yeah. cops, I can see it being half true. Yes, yeah. yeah. They have profiled them. They have profiled <laughs> All right. We have a couple of, hey, it's that guys. Hey, it's that guy. We do. Yeah. Can you tell me who is playing murder suspect Daryl? Cahill. I didn't have an affair with her. I didn't kill anyone, and I take in my own dry cleaning. Oh well, that's Will Chase. Five Law and Order Universe appearances for the trifecta. He played Bob Nash, the father of the murder victim in HBO's Sharp Objects, mm-hmm. uh, and most recently he was the CEO of Purdue Pharma in Hulu's Dope Sick. Mm. But he's best known as country superstar Luke Wheeler on ABC's Nashville. Ah, a show I watched like two episodes of. Yeah. And then stopped watching. I should know that because I live in Nashville now. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, well, that's why you don't need to watch it, right? I mean, you're already, yeah, yeah, I'm already here at Nudie's Honky Tonk. Uh, His character had this on again, off again thing with Connie Britton's character. And so he had to sing, you know, some real country music songs. And so this is these are some of the songs that he sang on the show. Ball and Chain. Mm-hmm. If I drink this beer. Yep. It's on tonight. Mm-hmm. And okay. don't put dirt on my grave just yet. That all tracks. It all tracks. <laughs> exactly. Just like country songs. Walk down Broadway and hear those every day. <laughs> Don't put dirt on my grave just yet. Just yet. Said Lily Yee as she blinked. (laughs) (laughs) How about Cahill's attorney? Did you recognize that actress? I did not. Mr. Fuller, do you recall the circumstances that led to your bringing this pair of pants to the police? Her name is Caitlin Hopkins. Three Law & Order Universe appearances for the trifecta. Her father is John Hopkins. Uh, the college, John Hopkins? No, that's John Hopkins. No. That's Johns Christ- Hopkins. Johns Hopkins, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but her mother is two-time Oscar nominee Shirley Knight. Really? Yeah. Ooh. She, Shirley Knight, was uh, nominated in 1992 for an Emmy for lead actress in Law & Order. Really? For a single appearance. Wow. She was oh. on one show as a guest, and they put her in for lead actress. What kind of sausage party was that? 
where they didn't have any women to to submit. Yeah, that's crazy. That sounds about right, though. And for 1992, especially. Like, especially that's, in the early years, they yeah. didn't even have a female ADA, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And it, she probably was able to maintain eye contact with Michael Moriarty, which was a superb <laughs> thing. They were like, wow, great acting. So um, on Caitlin's resume, it lists that she won a Golden Globe. Okay. But... It's actually that in 1991, she was Miss Golden Globe. Oh. <laughs> That's the onstage woman who, like, passes the yeah. trophies and shit. And it's, right? always the, yeah. it's always the kid of a famous person. Yes. Yeah. yeah this yeah. award is bullshit. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because it goes to, like, a famous daughter. And it's some a nepotism the, situation. It is. Yeah. yeah some. Uh, yeah. I guess you got to win or I don't know. Some of them go on to become established actresses like Rumor Willis, Jolie Fisher, Laura Dern, Melanie Griffith, and then later on, Dakota Johnson. Yep. Uh, most recently, it's been the kids of like Spike Lee, Pierce Brosnan, Jamie Foxx, and The Rock. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Kevin Bacon's kids did it. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think their daughter did it. And at one point, uh, Caitlin was engaged to Judge Reinhold. Oh. Until she caught him jacking it in the window to Phoebe Cates. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when I wrote that down, Google uh, changed uh, whacking it to jacking it. So, oh, oh. I, what, both what, work. what is this algorithm? Um, come on, they both work. They both work. Yeah. You've got your parental controls on. <laughs> Did you recognize the actor playing the landlord in the beginning? No. I was leaving. She was going out for dinner, but said she was coming back after. That's John Cunningham, eight Law & Order appearances. He played Matt Damon's father twice, once Ooh. in Mystic Pizza and again in School Ties. Okay. So okay. Matt Damon tries him out once, goes somewhere, comes back, gets him a second time. It's just like how Ben Affleck gets his wives. <laughs> <laughs> I worked a long time on that one. Yeah, on, exactly, right. yeah. Okay, it's, 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 okay, it's a good joke. I'll now, give it to you. How do you like them apples? Yes. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Who is the actress playing the woman from the Chinese consulate? I've checked Mr. Cahill's visa records. He was a frequent visitor to China on behalf of Saving Smart. That's Faye Ann Lee. Uh, no, that is not her real accent. Uh, she, <laughs> she was the star and screenwriter of the 2006 romantic comedy Falling for Grace. It featured Christine Baranski, Margaret Cho, and SVU Stephanie March. Hmm. They needed a director because they brought in B.D. Wong. Bring it, Wong. He's right. Bring it, Wong. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be his uh, directorial debut, okay. B.D. Wong. And they shot nearly the whole movie, and he quit citing artistic differences. And he demanded that his name be removed from all the credits. Wow, that's a move. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a power move. So Faye rewrote 60 pages of the script and directed it herself. Wow. wow. And she never blinked once in the... Uh, <laughs> so there's a repeat offender. Repeat offender. Back again as the assistant medical examiner is Baron Vaughn. That's a nasty laceration in the back of her head. There's blood and hair in the corner of this chest. He later played Sam Watterson's adopted son on Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me who is the actress playing the crime scene unit detective who was dusting for fingerprints and had her back to the camera? I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> let, me no play, let, let me play a clip of her dialogue. Oh, there is no clip because okay. she just was. Okay. Uh, that was Donna Lynn Champlin. Rebecca will remember her as playing Paula on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, She had much better songs than Will Chase did. Mm -hmm. Among the songs she performed on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend were 
buttload of cats. <laughs> Let's generalize about men. Yes. <laughs> uh, trapped in a car with someone you don't want to be trapped in a car with. Uh-huh. And that okay. all-time favorite one, the first penis I saw. That's right. Here's some lines, Daniel. <clears throat> Okay. A few times before, I'd felt it through his pants. I just generally kind of rubbed it. But that night, I decided to take a chance. Mm-hmm. I took it out, and he really seemed to love it. Mm-hmm. That that song was I, sort of like a like a like a doo-wop-y kind of like jam. Oh wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was yeah. really good. It was really good. Yeah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's always been on the list of things I got to watch. You do. You, you got to watch absolutely. it. I highly recommend. Highly yeah. recommend. Right, Inspector Fuller, the former vice cop, works for retail giant That was the Savings only actor Mart. who I knew who it was. Damn it. Well, who is the actor playing the inspector? <laughs> it's a very specific reason why I know who it is. His name's Ron Canada. Yes. We have been investigating an allegation that Ms. Monroe has been fraternizing with another Savings Mart employee, which is strictly against company rules. And the only reason I know who it is, because I used to date somebody with the last name Canada a million years ago, and people used oh. to always ask his dad if he was related to the actor <laughs> Ron Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Ron Canada uh, plays a lot of judges. He's got a lot of small bit parts in his uh, life before acting. He was a television reporter yeah. in New York. A I think of- I think that's who people actually knew him from. He's like, are you related to Ron Canada a from reporter. TV? <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally the only way. I was like, oh, that's, and I used to always look it up, like, who's Ron Canada? I was like, and I was like, when you watch, like, oh, there's that guy, Ron Canada. People thought I my boyfriend's met. dad was like his brother or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I used to always say my boyfriend said no 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 he's not related to him but he is the heir to the Canada Mint's fortune <laughs> <laughs> so Inspector Fuller the former vice cop is working with retail giant Savings Mart and so do the two guys and the company apparently spends more time investigating the morals of its employees than shoplifters yeah that call came into our integrity hotline two months ago integrity hotline Reports on employee theft, uh, company buyers getting favors from vendors. The guy that's screwing around with Miss Monroe. What happens if you find him? Unless he has a damn good reason for her having his pants, they both get fired. End of job, end of benefits, end of career. I have this recorded hotline where employees can call. Narc. On, and rat on each other. Narc, narc, narc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, you know their insurance plan does not cover contraception. No. <laughs> what year was this made? Uh, 2007. Yeah, I don't think any of our insurance yeah. plans covered contraception yet. That was a pre-Obamacare era, my friend. Well, you know that today, <laughs> saving smart still. They're like, pray the sperm away. <laughs> there is a clue in the recording in that call that it was uh, it, the call came from a store. Yeah, clean up on aisle 12. Well, in the background, they're making a sales amount announcement. It's their pink light special. <laughs> pink? Yeah. You, you went with pink. Why not green? Yeah. A pink flashing neon light is something that maybe you'd see at a pride parade, but would seem really out of place everywhere else. It would. Your pink light special. Hmm. What was on sale? Pepto? Pepto. It's Pepto-Bismol. 75% off. <laughs> Get Chinese Pepto-Bismol. Five cents. They could have themed lights for each special, like different things. So it's Pepto-Bismol. I guess we got to have a pink light. Here's what, I, here's what I don't understand. So like, is blue light special trademarked? Can they not With say K-Mart? that? Yeah. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think red light specials when they call other employees a whore? <laughs> 
You stinking whore. Whore. Sleeping with the purchasing guy. I have a tip. I'm calling it a whore. Whore alert. (laughs) (laughs) I said they even got the DNA from all their employees. Oh, my God. We have employees' DNA on file in case of medical emergency. Like what? A kidney transplant during office hours? It's happened. So gross. At Target, all you got to do is get a red shirt. Yeah. Right? You're like, no, 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 yeah. take this swab just in case. What's what's so ironic is that, like, in today's day and age, these same kinds of people would never give anyone their DNA. They'd be like, that's yeah. my privacy. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I want a jacket in the break room, you'll never find me. That's right. It's my, my, my personal liberty involves being able to sleep with whoever I want, except you're not allowed to if you're a woman, and I'm not giving anybody my DNA. <laughs> None of these morals, these moral morality police things are I'm going to give you my DNA the old-fashioned way. Can you imagine an employer? An employer, like, can't ask their things, people for DNA, can they? I don't know. I don't think they can do that. Just saying. Not sure. <laughs> Maybe. Is Thanks, it in, Obama. Maybe. Is it in CODIS? Yeah. <laughs> do they, like, upload it to GEDmatch so they can find out if they're serial killers or not? Don't they have a huge database? <laughs> they don't care about laws. You're just going into people's houses. Remember, if they find out that you had an office affair, they say, that's the end of your career. Wow. At Savings Ooh. Mart. <laughs> no more retail for you. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have to get another job where your pension is funded in Kohl's cash. <laughs> <laughs> so the final clue is they got to find the pants. Mm-hmm. And these are the pants yeah. that came from the dry cleaner we're put in the lawyer's office. Somebody killed to get the pants back. And we find out that Rachel said the reason the pants went to the dry cleaners in the first place is because it had lipstick on the fly. Then they bring the pants. They recover the pants somewhat illegally. And there's blood on the pants and still lipstick on the fly. Didn't these pants go to the dry cleaner? To get cleaned? <laughs> yeah. Weren't they, already, didn't they already go through the process? I mean, this is the thing. Like. <laughs> The, the, the it should whole, be a clean pair of pants. Why Maybe would you, a blood stain. Here's, right? here's but, my question. Why would you want your pants back if they, were, if they had potential evidence on them? Wouldn't you want them to stay at the dry cleaner so they could finish the job of doing the dry cleaning for you? Well, it's tough when a black guy and a white guy come to the, the dry cleaner. They're like, we want those pants. <laughs> like, He's only got so pants. many pants. He's only got so many pants. He can't just keep buying new pants, I guess. So it just, but it just makes no sense. The whole point of sending them to the dry cleaner was to get rid of the evidence, right? Yeah. Leave I mean, them yeah. at the dry cleaner. I mean, the blood stain, and even though it's covered just, in plastic, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, there was plastic on it. So it had uh, ostensibly been through the dry cleaner, yeah, right? Yeah, and there shouldn't be no blood on it. It's wrapped up like a sandwich. Yeah. I, I can actually see now why the guy would have a beef with the lawsuit that if you get your pants back and it still has lipstick on the fly. Right. You're really mad about that. Correct. Correct. I do have a stain removal tip, though, for anybody who's ever in the situation again. Yeah. OxyClean. <laughs> OxyClean. Just spray it. Uh, spray it, some OxyClean on there. Let it sit for a while. That product is miraculous. Your company can never come after you for adultery ever again. Yeah, and y- you can get it at Savings Mart for 17 cents. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Ruberosa arraigns Cahill on murder charges, but the way Fuller obtained the trousers and gave them to the police is problematic. The pants were seized illegally in a warrantless search. Not by the police or any other government agency. No, just by agents of a multinational corporation that behaves like a government and is bigger than most governments and bends or breaks every rule in the book to stock its shelves with products at prices that are unbelievably low. At an evidentiary hearing, Fuller lies on the stand saying Van Buren asked him to do an illegal search. The judge springs Cahill. Cutter learns that while he was in jail, Cahill called Savings Mart, then got a visit from some executives. Why would they agree to tank his prosecution? Rachel tells Connie that the two had been on a product purchasing trip to China. They learned that the toothpaste they acquired contained antifreeze. Instead of going to Savings Mart stores, the three million tubes were resold to prisons and nursing homes out of state. Cahill leverages his knowledge of the corporate cover-up to get Fuller to torpedo the murder case. McCoy threatens to go after the big corporation for obstruction unless they make Fuller recant. On the way to court, Van Buren confronts her old boss, the sellout. After testifying that he lied to protect Savings Mart's reputation, the judge reinstates the murder charges against Cahill, but Cutter pushes him a little further. On the stand, Fuller says the reason for the lie was that Cahill was blackmailing the company over the poison toothpaste. <gasps> well, like Connie says, if the pants fit... If the pants fit, they can't quit. <laughs> Does Connie say that? She does. <laughs> yes, that's in there. I didn't pay attention because I was too busy looking at her, as I always am when okay. I was on the screen. If we took a minute ah. to talk about how gorgeous Ed Green is. You can't. I, I know we do it every time. She is so... Yeah. It's like it's like she's like number six from Battlestar Galactica. She's so unbelievably, distractingly good-looking that I make you pause the television... And rewind 15 seconds just so I can watch her walk through a door again. Yes, yes. Literally. I'm like, it's, Kevin, can you great. rewind? She's just such a natural beauty, too. It's not, she's not a glamazon like she's all She's also glamazon. She's yeah. both. She's both. She's great. I think, I think if they brought her over from day one on, on the Los Angeles show, it would have worked. It would have, if they didn't wait till halfway <laughs> through the season. Yeah, it would have worked. I just, I thought she was wonderful in the last few seasons and. All right, yeah. thank Rebecca. Thank you for uh, stepping up to say that, so I didn't have listen, to. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to. I mean, listen. I think it's really sexist to just only talk about women and what they look like, but with her, you can't not do it. It would be disingenuous to pretend that she can she can be on screen and you're not looking at how beautiful she is. Yeah. Uh, McCoy seems to know an awful lot about the incredible values one can get at Savings Mart. <laughs> he does. He does. You shop at Savings Mart. A child's bicycle is $150 on Columbus Avenue, $35.99 at Savings Mart. You ride a child's bicycle? My nephew's daughter does. So you bought your niece's kid a $40 rusty Chinese bicycle, which probably gave her diphtheria? <laughs> he was excited about it. 
Yeah. He's he's the district attorney and he's penny punching. Yeah. Like who doesn't like a good value on on transportation (laughs) that you have to pay? Do you think he rides his motorcycle there to like put the shit in the saddlebags? (laughs) Straight gets his saddlebags. (laughs) Savings Mart. So there's a scene afterwards where Cutter and Ruberosa, they have their first meeting with the executives and the executives at Savings Mart. And she talks about, well, this is how the higher ups were protecting the junior executive. And then she asks whether he and Jack would do something like that for her. Would you and Jack do the same for me? And total silence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cutter's like, I'm a white man in a position of power. Uh, I may want to get in your pants more than anything in the world, but if you think I'm going to risk my career for a woman with a culturally ambiguous last name, you do not know how the world works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to like, have you guys ever watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Savings Mart guys have McCoy's number. Mm-hmm. You planning another one of your grandstanding prosecutions, Mr. McCoy? Bring down the big bad corporation. He says, you know, suing corporations for the ancillary criminal results of their misdeeds is my jam, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's my yeah. bag, baby. Your small potato savings, Mart, with your antifreeze toothpaste and your diphtheria bikes. <laughs> Where'd you get diphtheria bikes, man? I've never heard of a poison toothpaste. I mean, what are you going to get? You get a scratch. <laughs> Do you know, is that how diphtheria happens? Well, there's two kinds of diphtheria. There's respiratory and then there's skin. And if you don't think I looked it up because I think the word diphtheria is funny, yeah, yeah. then you'd be wrong. Okay. It's good to know you do your research for this podcast. Do not sit on those bike seats. Yeah. The, the journalism here is real, people. It'll hold up over the, over time. Without correction of any kind. <laughs> uh, so once once a season, Van Buren gets a storyline where she talks about how working in law enforcement is tough if you're an African-American or a gyno-American. <laughs> yes. You know, you once told me we had to be twice as good as anyone else. You spend 30 years picking up the trash, half the time fighting the brass, worse than the criminals. They give you a pension and forget your name before you're even out of the door. And along comes savings, Mark, putting a lot of dollars in your pocket and asking you to shade the truth just a little. <laughs> well, we know we haven't heard anything in the resumption of Mothership about what happened to Van Buren, but I'm really hoping in that universe she's a chief right now. Yeah, or something. Because yeah. she sued the department. They were like, well, fuck you. You're, you lost your lawsuit and we're never going to promote you to captain no matter how long Dick Wolf has you on the show. Yeah. And she had cancer. Yeah. yeah. And she had yep. a shitty husband. Yeah. Who gave her the HPV. Yep. Or yeah. diphtheria. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Was there was there a mandate at the time to give episodes one word titles? Because like they totally missed out on calling it like the Brotherhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, that was. <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't know. I think Bottomless <laughs> is a fantastic name for this. Who was yeah, Bottomless? Was Who was Bottomless? It's yeah. the pants. But they, 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 no, they were bottomed. I mean, they, were, they had the pants. So it wasn't bottomless. Just saying. There was no bottom in the pants. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel, you're the professional writer. Thumbs up, thumbs down on bottomless as a title. I think it fits on this one. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. I kind of like it. Suck it, (laughs) LaVoy. You're (laughs) outvoted. So I got one final question. 
Did the guy ever get his pants back? <laughs> his Italian or whatever wool pants, his Chilean pants. The ones without pleats yeah. and cuffs because he's too short and too thin. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Did you did you understand the class hierarchy of the area codes bit that was going on there? And the- <laughs> no. Oh this- yeah, that was yeah that was yeah. Weird. So what actually happened is is that when they filled out the uh, the form. Yeah. Uh, at the dry cleaner, the wrong area code got placed. So that, that's why these two pairs of pants got swapped. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Yeah, and then and that, yeah. that clue comes up because there's like a forgetful area right, so code. So Rachel has the same number in one area code. Wiggins has the same number in a different area code. Right, right. So why right. is that important? It's, it's just, well, it's just like a funny inside New York thing because 212 was the area code in New York for a long time and 917 in Manhattan and 917 was the area code in Queens. And then when they oh. ran out of 212 numbers in Manhattan, Manhattan people started getting 917 numbers and it became this like thing where like – you're not as cool if you have a 917 yeah. number. And 516, by the way, is Long Island, so that you're like even yep. lower if you have a 516 number. Yep. So I was like, God forbid it be a 516 number. I was just like, this, you know, there was a lot of like stuff in the writing room. It's like, hey, yeah. That's, that's right. what I'm saying. It's hey, it tastes like for everyone else, but you know, it was important to them when they wrote this. You know, they were like that low class bitch with that 516. <laughs> she may have him. That slut. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Well, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the headlines. This episode is inspired by the 2005 case of a man who sued a dry cleaner for $67 million for losing his pants. Roy Pearson, a judge in Washington, D.C., left his grey trousers at Custom Cleaners, a delivery snafu delayed his order. But when he came to retrieve the pants, he said they weren't his. He sued the owners for emotional distress, saying their, quote, satisfaction guaranteed claim was misleading. A judge threw out most of Pearson's claims, but the case went to trial anyway. Pearson dropped his demand to $54 million. He broke down in tears on the stand, describing the mental anguish he'd suffered by losing his trousers. After a two-week trial in 2007, the court ruled in favour of the dry cleaners. Pearson was sanctioned $12,000 for filing frivolous litigation. He appealed to a three-judge panel who heard arguments, but rejected his case. In the end, Pearson lost his job as an administrative judge, and the store owners were left with an $83,000 legal bill. In 2020, the Board of Professional Responsibility suspended Roy Pearson's law licence for 90 days for filing the pants suit. 
Pantsuit. Nice. Yes. You ever just make a fool of yourself, but you're committed, so you just keep on going and digging yourself deeper and deeper? Committing to the bit? You're so committed to it. Pot committed, man. Uh, He claimed he was given the wrong pair of pants, but on the inside of the pants was his name. Wow. Didn't stop him. Wow. Those aren't my wow. pants. Wow. That's, you put my name in there. I wonder what this guy thinks about the 2020 election. I, jeez, yeah. I don't know. I got a feeling we know. Do you get the point? He's a judge. Yeah, he's a he judge. was a judge. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. appointed that clown. That was crazy. <laughs> um, so the owners, Jin, Sue, and Ki Chung, they offered $3,000 to settle the suit over a pair of gray pants that had three belt loops on each hip. Then they offered 12000 Instead, he wanted $67 million for pain and attorney's fees, even though he was representing himself. Uh, he was also looking for $15,000 so he could rent a car each weekend and drive it to a different dry cleaner. What would this guy do if his dominoes didn't show up under 30 minutes? Oh, it's whole, he's got a whole other suit, Daniel. <laughs> also, he wasn't watching enough Law and Order because you never represent yourself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. The fool for a client. Everyone knows yeah, that. Yeah, did you notice Domino's actually dropped that 30-minute guarantee? He must have delivered to that guy's house. And yeah, they're like, oh, really? this is too much. This <laughs> is way it. too much. Can't risk it anymore. <laughs> if, if we're not careful, we're going to get out pizzaed by the hut. <laughs> Uh, well, Pearson pivoted away from the pants argument, maybe because they were actually it was pants. stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> and he focused on the sign in the window, which said satisfaction guaranteed. He claimed the signs were fraud. And the owner's lawyer said it would only be fraud if a reasonable person were misled into believing it was an unconditional promise. Huh. The emphasis on reasonable person. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> So is it just too easy to file a frivolous lawsuit if you have the money and the time and the law license to do it? Probably. Uh, the fact that this guy got that that far, you know, that it, it got before judges and, and no one said before then, like, this is kind of crazy <laughs> that you're suing over your pants. I think it's unfortunate that with the way rich people use the civil court system. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, certain certain lawyers in their personal dealings, mm-hmm. right? They figure... I know right. how to fuck with people in the system. Correct. I can just file, file, file. Correct. Divorces or, are, get like that. Yep. And yeah. Uh, yep. Press cases get like that where, you know, pe- you know, people use it to try to like keep stories of themselves from being published, by yeah. intimidating people or whatever. Yep. But it sucks. It totally sucks. Holding on to classified documents gets like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 The Chungs were immigrants who almost sold the business and moved back to South Korea. Mm. But instead, a fundraiser was held and over $100,000 was raised to cover their costs. Nice. It was held by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, a conservative lobbying organization that supports tort reform. So I think it's the right message, but the asshole messenger. (laughs) I kind of agree with that, because I think that that's not the kind of tort reform they typically like to do, right? Well, anything, you know, the frivolous lawsuit, personal injury, I mean, that stuff does costing defendants lots and lots of money so you could especially businesses so you can see right. why but they also want to make it so people who actually need to sue sometimes yeah. can't and companies are protected so there was antifreeze <laughs> yeah. in the toothpaste shut the fuck up exactly exactly <laughs> uh pearson fell on some bad times during the trial he admitted that his ex-wife was squeezing him dry mm. he only had a thousand dollars in the bank 
and he was thinking of hiring Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Daniel Levine. Daniel, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh, On Twitter, I'm at DSL89. And on Instagram, I'm DLevine07. And Rebecca Lavoie, how can our listeners follow you? Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Reb Lavoie. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.